0: Hey, y'all. Wes here. What you're about to listen to is a spoiler-filled conversation about the film Home Video. And we recommend that if you're interested at all in listening to this conversation, that you go and watch Home Video right now on YouTube. Both the conversation and the film experience will be enriched by you having watched the film first and then coming to listen to Caleb talk about his incredible film. Thank you.
1: Yes, hearts. I've never done home hearts. I'm going to take little tiny pieces.
0: There won't even be as far. I think I found the oh. problem. Oh, come on, you're the doctor. Everyone, lights
1: out and quiet.
0: Hello, hello everybody. Hello. Welcome hello. back to the Medium Morgue. Uh, if I sound a little different, it's because I am not Justin Winley, who usually hosts this show. <laughs> even though Justin is here, I am Wes Goodrich, aka. The light skinned Larry King, you know. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I'm here with
1: Danny today. Normally we would have our silly little names, but this we're professional for these little <laughs> episodes here, yeah. uh, which Wes will get into in a moment. Yeah.
0: Yes, and I'm uh, and I'm Justin Justin Winley. And uh, Justin, some of you may know, is not just a really good podcast host; he is also an actor, uh, and he recently starred in a really great horror, psychological thriller film called Home Video. Uh, and the director of Home Video is here with us today. Would you like to introduce yourself, Caleb?
2: Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Caleb Torres. I'm a filmmaker, born and raised in New York City. Uh, and I just wrapped on my short film with Justin called Home Video. Like Wes had mentioned, it's a psychological thriller and really I'm um, very excited to release to the public.
0: Amazing, amazing. And and we're so excited to talk. Uh, one of the dreams of the media morgue was to be both a place where we talk shit about movies, but also a place <laughs> where we uh, highlight upcoming filmmakers, yeah. upcoming filmmakers and their work and interview them. And this is the first of hopefully many of those kinds of shows. Uh, so this is going to be a slightly different format uh, because we're not reviewing Caleb's film. If we did, it would get... E- e- immortal is that our rating yes. <laughs> but what, what we really want to do is peel back the curtain on filmmaking processes especially with indie filmmakers uh so dan and i will be your your hosts tonight in that respect and we'll be lobbing questions at caleb caleb what i always like to know about filmmakers with their with their films is where did the germ of the idea come from
2: uh well Last year, I got into a very niche subject of horror, which is uh, analog horror. So it's basically a lot of like found footage, glitchy, freaky stuff. I know there was one that I saw was like News Channel 49, something like that. And I had done an analog horror film last year. So I thought, hmm, you know what? Let's up it up just a little bit and try to bring that analog element with a film kind of bring them together and so that's where the idea of home video came from
0: amazing amazing Danny you had something to say
1: I just remember a long time ago Justin uh, talking to me about like an analog horror mm-hmm. like some videos my way and, and saying that it- maybe I'm misremembering but I think this was kind of like the first time I had heard about this mm-hmm. Justin you were saying that like you and the collaborator were talking about analog horror and you were mm-hmm. getting ready to mm-hmm. Jump into a project together with that yeah. being the aesthetic linchpin, as it were. Yeah,
3: and and it's um it's unfortunate that Zach uh, couldn't make it to this
0: episode because it's one of our one of our. He, died. He, died. <laughs> he's,
3: he's he, he died. he was
1: murdered. He was weirdly <laughs>
0: enough like. I was sent to VHS this morning and it was
1: Zach's death
0: <laughs> on the VHS. <laughs> was That's like
1: hoisting a piano up on the wire to like a <laughs> and, it fell and it. <laughs> Like a cartoon character?
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> really
3: no, but uh, Zach and I uh, both uh, spent a lot of time kind of like sharing analog horror videos mm-hmm. back and forth with each other. And so um, I, I definitely think that he'll appreciate this when he gets a chance to see it. And I was interested in it when Caleb... Um, when you produced uh, Hello.mp4, uh, you released that last Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. And and then when you approached me about this, understanding that this was a follow-up in a way, an extension of that, bridging you know, the analog idea with this
0: narrative film, which I thought was really cool. Um, Caleb, along the same line of, of what we've been talking about with analog horror, what were some of the films that were in your head when you were making this, uh, whether they be visual comps, story comps?
2: Um, honestly... I would say I kind of just went and did my own thing with this one. I kind of yeah, yeah. figured, you know what? I don't remember seeing anything along these lines. You know, yeah. you have your psychological thrillers, you know, uh, seven. I'm a big David Fincher fan, but yeah, I really wanted to try that. something. Yeah. You can see a lot of the, the technical scale in the camera yeah. work there. Yeah, you can feel the Fincher. But overall, I really wanted to try some new kind of way to tell a story by in inputting all the glitchy stuff with that narrative still very present so i was like you know what try something
0: new yeah it's it's definitely i said and this will lead me into my next question especially in the lighting you've got a real fincher lighting pack thank you um in terms of because lighting tells so much of this story um a did you do your own lighting and if not how did you uh, collaborate with your gaffer uh to to create the look for this that's so distinct
2: Mm. Uh, well I did all the lighting myself I, I came up with the shot list and kind of had the idea Amazing. of um, thank you thank you and I worked with uh, one of my my cinematographers child Perez He's just, I've been working with him for several projects he actually helped cool. me shoot uh, my last short film which was a masterpiece but this time I really wanted to take a new approach and bring these uh, more color I guess more mood to each of the scenes so I was like okay These scenes are supposed to be nighttime. Let's really tune in. Because I think lighting is something that a lot of people don't necessarily miss but don't put too much thought into when it mm. adds so much to the scene and to the film itself so
3: just to clarify for our audience caleb isn't being egocentric the masterpiece is the title of his
1: oh.
0: i was <laughs> <Yeah>. just gonna <laughs> go with it i was gonna be like hey confidence yeah. is important
1: yeah. uh, <laughs> the masterpiece not to my own horn. oh yeah no
2: it, it's I, the masterpiece i don't know about a masterpiece but i definitely <laughs> like it
1: <laughs> i think i'm sure it's both Uh, but I just wanted to say that like the interiors in here, especially like, um, the, the apartment and stuff, there's one scene where Justin's looking out the window and there's like a clash of like really oversaturated orange, uh, clashing Mm -hmm. with what seems like a purple catching the, Mm -hmm. the screen of the window. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It, It has a very particular texture. And at the same time you can see Justin, and the reflection looking back mm-hmm. and, and i was sitting there thinking like this is this is absolutely the product of like a, a filmmaker who was like self lighting and, and and kind of experimenting with their own yeah. light source and stuff yeah. um which i mean was i don't know where you wanted to steer this into next no, but go ahead go ahead i really wanted to talk about how because justin told me about this the fact that you were using like your own equipment and stuff mm-hmm. and and kind of you know, being, like, the sole, I guess, proprietor of this whole, like, endeavor, really.
2: Thank you. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Um, Um, Yeah, but really... Uh, This was a small project that I'd wanted to do back in April. I originally wanted to shoot this over the summer to give myself time to put it together. Uh, But, you know, complications, pre-production, you know, something always goes wrong when you're uh, making movies. But I did have a lot of time to really think about it and plan it out. So when it came to actually shooting it, I already had everything in mind. I had the locations, the decor, the lighting. Uh, So it was really just smooth sailing when it came to shooting. And I was uh, watching it and I was like, wow, I'm... I did a pretty good job on this one, actually. You know, for the one man team here. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, so you, it was just you and your your DP doing yeah. most of this.
2: Yeah. Wow. Pretty much.
0: It's so interesting that you were uh, a one man team. I was wondering what your shot listing um, process looks like. Are you a person that really leans heavily on your DP, or are you someone that likes to shot list by themselves and then go to a DP? What What is your process?
2: Uh. Well. I usually like to start uh, the shot list on my own, uh, mainly because a lot of the projects I work on, I'm essentially just in charge of the whole thing. So I'll get the concept and then from there break it down. All right, what kind of, you need your master shot or you need your keys, you know, your two shots. So I really like to get a uh, nice hands-on uh, with the shot list. So that way when I do send it to DP or have somebody review it, I can get their input, but it also kind of still has my, you know, intake on that. Uh, And while I'm not opposed to it, I just have yet to have the experience where like I can nicely and peacefully go through a story or a a film music video and work on a shot list.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shot listing is always so
0: interesting. Some filmmakers like just can go in with just an idea and talk to their DP and it comes out and I like you. I'm somebody who needs to kind of have the movie in my head, and then the DP makes it better.
2: Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and and it's just a comfort thing as well. Like you know, running gun is great, but being able to really sit there and plan it out to know what you're getting into, so that way, if anything comes up, you can change it on the fly. You have that comfort to do so. Uh, yeah, so that's can, just another reason.
0: Why. And you can feel your and you can feel the the technical. Uh, the attention to detail in this film I think specifically, especially with all the compositions being so measured and well put together. So I think I think you, your shot listing shows up in the actual film Thank in a really you.
1: cool way. Thank you, uh, you. backing off that on the fly comment, are there any like funny uh, low budget solutions to things, anything oh, like yeah. that you want to share?
2: Oh, I mean I like to ask my family for favors. That's a real low budget one. Like, hey, uh, can a family and friends always come in clutch? Uh, Like
1: who is wearing a mask when it's not Justin? That's that's yeah,
2: (laughs) great question. (laughs) Uh, That was one of my friends who was like, he wants to get into filmmaking. I was like, you know, I may have a role for you. (laughs) Uh, Another thing is really just finding who's interested in filmmaking, you know, whether they want to make a career out of it or even experiment. I love to bring, you know, people that have an interest and are willing to learn on Mm. set. Like I had people doing multiple roles all the time, whether somebody Mm. was holding the boom in costume, Mm. you know, slating, uh, really it's, it's a whole community thing. I think that's probably the best low budget thing is really just to find who's in your circle and who's actually willing to help and learn, not just people that are like, Oh, I want to do movies. And then they're like, yeah, I kind of don't want to do that. I don't kind of don't want to work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're Nick Castle. That's a real Nick Castle.
1: Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to be the one to say it.
0: Your film school buddy. Hey, get, put it in the <laughs> Michael Myers mask.
2: <laughs> exactly. You, my friend from high school, ten years. Yeah, I need you right now. You're gonna be the. You're gonna be the killer. It's,
0: Easy peasy. It's it's so interesting. And, and speaking of Justin,
2: I'm gonna let that siren go.
3: Oh God! Speaking of sirens, we had to. Oh, battle. do
2: not! <laughs> oh my God, that was great. The city on fire. The one yeah. day.
1: Oh, that's yeah. that's so funny. That, that is such like a universal thing. Like whenever yeah. you're on like rooftop filming, or you're like in an apartment or whatever. All it's always like the most crime ridden night. And like, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. everybody's committing
0: mm-hmm. a crime.
3: Well, you know, mm-hmm. Caleb, I realized in hindsight, we were right. Pretty close to uh, what is the Columbia
2: Presbyterian? Yeah. Kind of like <laughs> yeah. So that may have been a little bit of a bag stab, but we got it. We got it. You know,
0: <laughs> speaking of of of
2: of Justin
0: and of of acting. You know, this guy, Justin, he's an okay actor. You know, I've heard <laughs> he's, he's all right. Um, but uh, A, what led you to, to wanting to work with Justin? And and, and how do you approach working with, uh, with an actor, with a role that that's, that's this challenging, where he's essentially mm-hmm. playing two characters welded into one?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it was actually your film, Wes, that had helped me. Uh, cast Justin it was Rush Uh, and I saw (laughs) his uh, portrayal of not necessarily like a meager character but somebody didn't wasn't fully confident thrown into a horrible situation that just has to survive Uh, and so I from there I saw there was like that potential to be two kinds of different characters whether you have to be the meager person or the the aggressor Uh, and so from there I was like yeah uh justin he's gonna be my lead no no questions <laughs> <Yeah>. asked <laughs> uh and when it came to uh, working i mean just a phenomenal actor hands yeah. down like a yes, bit of a, an applaud over here <laughs> it's so good justin
0: is having a real florence pew year with acting. Just getting to play. <laughs> just getting to play like men in different levels of stress (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i thought i thought i thought i mean justin knows i'm i'm a big fan of him but i I i thought he was really doing some like some of the best work i've ever seen him do in this movie just getting to thank you um really you know justin often gets cast as like determined or nice men and I think getting sure, sure. having him play like a real nasty bastard by the end is was. Oh awesome. yeah. And, yeah, and
1: he has great like comedic beats in this. There's one yeah, where yeah. I think oh, yeah. He's getting bullied for saying he doesn't watch horror films and, and yeah, like, <laughs> and Justin's <laughs> like, terrified, terrified.
0: Yeah, how many lines, <laughs> Justin, do you think your character has total? Because he seems to just do a lot of Kubrick staring. Really, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's funny because I um. I, when i was posting the first like announcement about it on instagram i wanted to like attach a quote from the movie to it but john <laughs> i mean he talks a lot in like that scene with ashley on the park bench yeah. but it's yeah. all that is so like tied into like you know it's too like heavy and thematic i couldn't really think of anything that wouldn't spoil you sure, know the, sure. the twist of the movie to put mm-hmm. there um so i just i had to come up with something else but this was i think it's, it's funny you made the joke about me having a Florence Pew year, but overall it has been a, a, a very um, uh, fruitful year for me acting wise. And I think actually doing our project this summer, Wes, um, mm. helped prepare me for this in the sense of like that was also a pretty nonverbal um, performance mm. that I did as Jimmy in Palm Sunday, um, uh, soon coming soon to a Columbia Film Festival near you guys. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yeah. so coming into this, I kind of was. I was wired into like that interior sense of yeah. a character. Um, and I think the choice that I had to make um, was how do I delineate this, you know, the schism going on with this character. Mm-hmm. So I, I approached um, I approached it from where I usually approach things from like a physical standpoint. Uh, a lot of the times it's like, what is, what does John look like when he's regular versus what does he look like when he is killer john you know and, yeah. uh, and, and, and how and how does how do i hold my body you know and so i i focus a lot on kind of rounding my shoulders and mm. feeling you know projecting that sort of like lack of confidence mm. in the day-to-day um and the fatigue obviously watching it and i think this also speaks to the edit caleb um there's a lot of times where you can see john rubbing his eyes which mm-hmm. like i i knew that i was doing when we were doing it in the takes but i wasn't conscious of how often i was doing it and so seeing it happen throughout the film, I think really assists the idea that this guy is like an insomniac and he's constantly um, tired. Uh, so yeah, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun to approach it from that um, physical standpoint. And then also obviously the mental standpoint of this is really a person who is looking for his purpose. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, yeah. know, he doesn't know that he's found it uh, yeah, almost, until the almost- end.
0: <laughs> almost digging around for who the other half of him is, is the thing right. that the edit gave me is, you know, and I think, I think Caleb, you do a great job of, you know, and, and it's only something you can do when you have an actor who's, who's got skill, which, you know, I think mm-hmm. Justin does as well as oh, your, yeah. your, your leading lady does as well, which is yes. leaving, figuring out opportune times to leave the camera on their face. And I think. He, I love your
1: eye makeup, by
0: the way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <makeup> I <is> great.
0: switching <laughs> up to maybe something a little bit more technical and i know danny is going to have thoughts about this uh what did you uh shoot this on what camera did you shoot this on
2: uh so i shot this on a sony a7 III
1: Uh, (laughs) seven was what i used all throughout film school that was my shit see i could feel i
2: could feel danny revving up and with this project too, I, I stuck to two lenses. I stuck to a thirty five millimeter Sigma and then an eighty five Rokinon. And oh, I wow. hadn't really, yeah, I hadn't really used anything past fifty in any film that I've done. I think the most I've done is, yeah, actually fifty. But I figured, you know what? Let's try something else. Let's really try to get these tight, clean shots, that nice shallow yep. focus to draw the audience attention to the actors' faces, and uh, it really paid off. It did. <laughs> I'm trying to did. think
1: because, because the whole thing looks fairly wide. What shot? Okay, well you know what the the shot that I was talking about earlier that was probably the eighty millimeter, right? Him looking out mm. the window.
2: Yeah, the eighty. Uh, that one may have been the thirty five, actually, but I had it so close up to him that it kind of just filled the whole frame.
1: Right, right. And, what, and
3: this
0: was a dual camera shoot too, Caleb. Right?
2: Yeah, both of them were oh, Sony A seven threes. Yeah.
0: So were you opping one of the cameras, Caleb?
2: I was, yeah. So whenever we wow. needed uh, two camera angles, I would hop on a camera, a B camera, and make sure I get those shots in.
0: Robert Rodriguez over here just <laughs> yeah. <really> by himself, <laughs> oh, amazing, yeah. amazing. And 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 so I, I, we, 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 the version that Danny and I watched is a in process cut. I know we're releasing it at the okay. end of the week. Um, mm-hmm. Is the version that we listened to, Caleb? Does that have the
1: score in it? Is that the score that you're going to be using?
2: Uh, yeah. So it's, you guys essentially incredible, incredible work.
1: I was going to comment on that sound design. Um, I, I, I was telling Justin this, but like as I was watching it, I was thinking about like what ambient tracks you would have like thought to use, and I was kind of like googling things as I was hearing them, like ambient uh, wind blowing tracks mm-hmm. and like kind of string plucking tracks and things like that. I'm a big fan of like the texture of horror film, especially independent horror film sound design. So. It was it was really cool, like being able to identify like where your head was at, like, scene by scene, because sound design reveals so much about like a filmmaker's intent behind mm-hmm. a certain moment, you know? Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, no. yeah, I so agree completely. Awesome about Who like did us. your score? Uh, well, I actually am um, a big fan of Film Riot. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with film, Riot, but they <laughs> came out. With, uh, uh, they'd come out with like a horror score pack. Mm. Oh, wow. So what I yeah, so I decided to just take different stems and assets from each of their songs and kind of mix and level it per scene. So there'll be like three wow. different, like a bass from here, strings from there, riser from here, oh, cool. and just mix it all up.
1: And is that that's not public domain, right? You basically have to pay them to get the rights to use mm-hmm. something like that in your.
0: Wow. Playlist. Yeah. That's cool. this, guy That's cool. guy a, this guy is a this guy's a true artor. Everybody, it's a Swiss <laughs> He's Army knife, it. man.
3: I'm telling you, doing <laughs> everything himself. Geez, I, I, you know, Caleb, watching the film as because while we were doing it, like, obviously it was six days. Uh, there were a lot of long nights, um, and, mm. and there was there were some stressors. But I knew even through it that like the the finished product was going to be like I always had faith in it turning out really dope. And so watching mm. it as a fan of it, like regardless of my involvement. Um, I, I sent this to you, but there were moments where the score really moves in an interesting way. I think in that, in that final scene, that climactic scene where John's identity you know, kind of merges, there's that point where he's telling his victim to breathe and the way that the score picks up in that moment and then as he walks over to him and tells him, and this is the line that we worked on where he tells him, I'm actually kind of jealous of you you know, mm-hmm. um, because you're gonna be part of this thing forever. I just, that whole moment, I think everything really comes together. I kept kind of replaying it. I was like, you know, my my performance is pretty good, but also like the way the score is, like
1: the way the camera moves, (laughs) the way that it... Justin, you're (laughs) chewing the scenery there, man. Yeah. Very Yeah, it reminded me of that, like Negan reveal in The Walking <laughs> <laughs> Dead. Oh uh, yeah!
0: Oh yes, yes. <laughs> if there's a lot of, uh, Justin's gonna might burst through the ceiling when he hears this. It's a little bit of a uh, uh, Mufune influence in there with the chewing the scene. Oh,
1: okay. Now, Thanks, bit, man. You knew just what <laughs> to okay. say. I, to, to, to I'm a charmer, I'm they say. I, you know,
3: I will <laughs> say, Wes, to your point, Um I. Uh, I, I've been and Danny knows this. I've been on like a Breaking Bad rewatch. Um, and I think if there was right. any performance that was kind of in my head, it was uh, Giancarlo Esposito as, as yeah. your, your father, you mean your <laughs> father, dad. Giancarlo? I, as I, as I, as I, not to the point where I uh, was like trying uh, <laughs> to imitate him, but it, it, it was mm-hmm. like in my subconscious for that last
0: part. I was, I was wondering actually, um, and this is both the Caleb and possibly even a Justin question is. You know, one of the things that I picked up watching the movie and maybe if, if I'm up my own ass with this, then, Caleb, please tell me. Um, but it felt like by the end you're making a horror film about filmmaking. Like he's both the serial killer and a director. You know, he's directing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's directing, you know, and, 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 you know, I was wondering if that a if that if that read is totally out of the world, but also like if that was an intention, if so.
2: Well. It's it's there, because at the end of the day, why yeah. he likes doing it is he likes to capture moments, but also be in that control. So it's almost like a sadistic side of filmmaking uh, that mm. he hasn't yet acknowledged. Uh, and mm. movies do last forever. You know, that is the one uh, art medium that you can see and hear. You can't, you know, you can't hear a painting. You can't touch music. But a movie, that's there. You can hold that tape. Mm. Uh, so I'd say, yeah... I, Cool. You're right there. <laughs> wow. Great. Yeah. Speaking
0: speaking of uh, s- movies lasting forever, uh, here at the Media Morgue, which hopefully you can get on a, uh, a a regular episode of the Media Board very soon, Caleb. But what we like to do is we like to put together uh, an old movie or a lesser known movie, a foreign film, with a newer movie. Uh, so, you know, we'll put together a movie like uh, Dan's favorite, Halloween Ends, uh, with the original <laughs> Halloween 3. Uh, But I was wondering if there is a movie or two movies or three movies that if you could put your film in rep with, if you were playing it at a film festival and you're like, I want these three movies to play with my movie, what would they be?
2: Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) Hmm. Let me think about that one. Um, Actually, one movie that comes to mind is High Tension. Uh, cool. It is a cool. high Real tension. Cool. I think if there's another movie that had a little bit of influence, it was high tension, but that whole psychological thriller aspect where it's like, mm. it yeah. takes you on a complete it's a ride.
1: It's a really similar ending.
2: Yeah, it just kind of like comes right back. You're like, what? I think if I were to have at, at least one movie, it would be with high tension because uh, a great psychological thriller, really gory Next too. Next time
1: you but. gotta try to match the gore of high tension. <laughs> <laughs> right, right,
2: exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. very graphic too. Uh, a second movie. Um,
1: well, if I may,
2: Caleb, uh, uh, yes. I,
3: there was that movie that I had suggested to you when we started, which was Killers. Um, yes. The Indonesian uh, and Japanese horror movie, which like this reminded me so much of um, if, if, you know, just a brief log line for the audience is basically this Japanese serial killer who similarly uploads, he films and uploads his killings um, mm. to like the dark web. And then this guy in Indonesia, who's this guerrilla reporter, this journalist um, starts to film himself kind of like hunting down these corrupt politicians and stuff. And the, and the serial killer becomes aware of this and it he becomes obsessed with the Indonesian guy and it starts this kind of like weird, you know, cat and mouse thing of these two, uh, of a killer and a vigilante. Mm. Um, Is it
1: too- so it's the two guys going after one another.
3: In a way, yeah, and it's it's shot like in Japan and in Indonesia in both languages. It's really um, it's quite a Herculean effort. Interesting, um, very so, interesting. Yeah, I, that's what I might. Uh, but High tension. I haven't seen, so I have to put that.
0: These are way. both I'm very concerned. good. Uh, yeah. These are both very good um, choices to put with your film. I think your film is definitely in both lineages and is also you know kind of its own thing. Um, Caleb, before we let you go, anything you want to plug? Uh, before you you, you you took out?
2: Uh, well, I mean, first and foremost, thank you guys for having me here today. Really appreciate it. Uh, it's been a great time chatting with you guys. I mean, a plug. I, I have an Instagram, Caleb <laughs> underscore Torres underscore. Great. <laughs> and a website, CalebTorres.com. So right to the point. Okay. Uh, but. Again, thank you guys and I hope to the audience, you know, if you haven't seen home video, which should be out when this episode comes out, please go check it out. Yeah. Please you know, let me know what you think. If you uh, yeah. if you need something scary and short to watch
0: before you go and get drunk at your Halloween party, please consider watching a home video. It's really unnerving. Well, I,
1: I definitely video. hope you watched it before you listened to this episode.
0: Maybe. Yeah.
2: Maybe. <laughs> That's
0: also a good point. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Justin, do you think that this is the beginning of you playing only serial killers?
3: It would be, um, it'd be a really tough typecast to break, wouldn't
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be really the first, does. you'd be the first black man to successfully play a serial killer in a believable situation.
1: Listen, you, know mean? <laughs> well, you wrote like a very, uh, um, convincing kind of manifesto short story of like a serial killer in an urban setting a, a long time ago. Oh yes, yes.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: You should publish that. I don't know I if should. you ever did, but it's great. Uh, yeah.
3: I one it. of my one of my many unfinished
1: ideas. <laughs> knows, uh, his killer mindsets.
3: <laughs> no one be concerned, though. It's fine. <laughs> Make it that way
1: you will. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you guys for listening to The Media Morg. Hopefully we'll have more interview episodes like this. Uh, if you're interested, uh, please go on our Instagram, go on our Twitter. I almost said Facebook. We don't have one of those. Uh, we do have one this. Do we? Do we, we actually, do have no. one? The, the, the
1: bio on the Facebook is is a big uh, joke. <laughs> no one ever caught, so I never changed. It. <laughs> uh, so okay. I, I, of that page, so every single week it says, uh, two new people have discovered the medium work. Like, nah,
0: <laughs> well, then, then, then please uh, start following our Facebook, go on our merch website. Uh, hopefully, we can get Caleb a medium work t shirt that says, this is mm-hmm. that would be so <laughs> uh, You know, and we have a spooktacular. So this Friday, yeah, we'll be recording our spooktacular, which will drop on Halloween night. Oh, wait, yeah. Um, so we'll have a lot of content for you, a lot of spooky content. Uh, but until next time, uh, yeah. Yeah, folks stupid.
3: thanks Good guys goodbye okay, thank you
2: later, later guys love you babies